0: The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash PodNet and support us for as little as a dollar a month.
1: Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. And here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. We've got some feedback from listeners, some small news bits before we dive into our review of the Scourge of the Internet Anthem. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon.
0: Yeah, if you do that, we can buy Brian a blanket for when we record. Yeah,
1: or a poncho. <laughs> uh,
0: give me one of those snuggy things. With the logo on, it? yeah. <laughs> oh
1: man, that would be amazing. Perfect. I feel all like right. I need to make that happen. Yep. Is that what they're called? Like, they're snuggie, like the backwards like robe? Blankets with yeah. It's basically blankets just a, with arms. A slanket. Yeah. A slanket. Yeah. It's a backwards robe. Is all yeah. it is. Yeah.
2: I want one of those. Uh, or just a bathrobe. <laughs> MGNP, like terry cloth <laughs> bathrobe
1: with your name on one mm. side and the logo on the other. Yes. It's too it has short, to be M- It's going to be, like, way too short. <laughs>
2: <laughs> MGMP has to be embroidered in
1: cursive, of it's like, course. It's like a Game Nerds kimono or mm-hmm. something like that. <laughs> <laughs> as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to at midwestgamenerds.gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch, as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Speaking of Twitch, we hit affiliation. Yeah. Super exciting.
0: We're Twitch Woo. affiliates. That means you can subscribe to us now. Uh, you can give us your free Prime subscription. Or actual money. Or actual, or actual money, money, if yeah. you want. Uh, and, yeah, we've been streaming a lot more, which I'll talk about in my what I've been playing. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So,
1: other than that, let's talk some feedback.
0: Before that. Uh, oh, yeah, bumper. Yeah, Horror Movie Yearbook. They uh, talked about The Lost Boys, which is great. The time to Tim Capello discussion was very short, and I was glad that I talked about it that way on our stream. Red State, the uh, uh, yes, the yeah. Kevin Smith 2011 film red state so go check that out those guys are always good i'm excited to give it a listen even though i haven't seen the movie because uh, i've always wanted to watch it but i want to know what they want to say about it so i tried to watch it i wasn't feeling it i shut it off yeah <laughs> all right good review yep
1: cool <laughs> all right uh alan sent us sent us an email it says good afternoon gentlemen I've just cut up on the last few episodes of the podcast while driving around the United States. It's nice to hear the excitement you seem to have about games. Alex and Resident Evil 2 and his playthrough with new unlocked characters. John almost creaming his pants whenever you get on the topic of Anthem. I just can't seem to find that in myself just now. I played a fair amount of Fallout 76, and it's been decent, but I'm not playing that anymore. I maybe played four hours of Red Dead 2, and I can't seem to get into that either. I also have Assassin's Creed Odyssey still in the plastic, along with Far Cry 5 in the wrapper. I don't know what it is. I feel like I really have to sink a few hours of time into a game at any given time, which I'm not willing to do most of the time. (laughs) It doesn't help that I'm a one game at a time guy either. What's wrong with me? Please help. I see a few new releases coming up that I like the look of, like Shadows Die Twice, although I wish they died thrice. The little indie game Dark, D-A-R-Q, looks super cool, and Control looks like it'll be a good game when it comes out. I just don't want to buy more games when I'm not even unwrapping the ones I have so far. Any ideas? Maybe a game I can pick up and put down without having to give too much mental capacity to. Keep up the good work. Thanks, guys. Um, Yeah, Shadow's Eye twice looks really sweet. That comes out end of March. And, uh, yeah, I'm not going to recommend The Division. Um, <laughs> uh, so, just because if you don't necessarily have the time for these sorts of games, like why would I recommend a game that requires a lot of investment? Yeah, um,
0: yeah. I think... Um What he needs to find is something like a little bit of a comfort food. And I think that's kind of fallen into Rainbow Six for a lot of us where we're just kind of like, I don't feel like playing anything, but I'll play some Rainbow Six. Yeah. And and that kind of like strings me along to other games that I want to play, I guess. Well, and typically Alan is very much
1: a open world player, like he plays a lot of open world games. The Assassin's Creed games are big to him. The Fallout games are big to him. So I know he likes those. Um, but if he doesn't feel like sinking that kind of time into something, it's really hard to recommend anything. Uh, I don't think he would like Rainbow Six, so I don't want no, to recommend that yeah. I know don't You're, play just, it on you're PlayStation just looking for anymore. an example. I would play it with anybody who wants to play Because
0: Rainbow so. Six is a thing where it's like you can get in. You don't have to like learn a new vocabulary. you got to learn a little bit, but it's not like a, I need to sink time into this to get my money out of it, right. per se. Like sink time in, in, in terms of like actively pay attention to it that sort of thing mm-hmm. but like to me it sounds like he's going through a bit of open world fatigue i
1: th- I think he needs to play uh uh what's it called um shit what it, it, game of the year last this last year or not game of the year uh best indie why can't i think of the name dead cells <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that's actually that's a something good... you can get
2: yeah you can get something out of it in a short sitting it is very yeah.
1: easy to pick up and put down very quickly um and I think that sort of game would be perfect for the sort of fatigue that you may be having where it's not a huge world it's not a very long game but it's very fast paced and easy to pick up and put
0: down. Well, and he said he's he said he's been driving around a lot. I don't know if he has a switch or if he has any interest in getting one, but like a lot of the games on Switch are designed for like a pick up put down and also yeah. it's really easy to travel with. So, you know, not yeah. not that you need to spend a lot of money to make anything happen but and there's also just a very different flavor of video games available on the switch yeah. than anything else you're gonna find lots of indies yep lots of indies nintendo games are certainly different than anything you'll find out of sony or microsoft so yeah i don't know it sounds he's like just got it's we call it gaming ADD. i think is when we can't like settle on something and actually sit down and play it for a while and i feel
1: like everybody goes through that yeah at yeah some point. it
0: comes and goes i think i've been going
2: through that all year so far yeah <laughs> And ultimately, just following on Rainbow Six. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
1: But that's our fallback. So I, yeah, I would definitely check out Dead Cells, Alan. I think it's a great game. That you would really dig, yeah. We all like it. Um, you can also
0: like... try out some Apex. It's free. There's a lot of people yeah, playing. It's true, it.
1: it's competitive. You, you know... can finish
2: a match in like ten minutes, Or a... two 30, minutes, thirty seconds,
1: us. depending on how it works. Yeah,
2: <laughs> not a big commitment to that game. That kind of thing. So,
1: yeah, don't spend money if you don't have to. You know, yeah. there's uh, definitely quality games that are free.
2: Yeah, yeah. I definitely wouldn't invest in any other open world type games until you play the ones you already bought.
0: Or, I mean, maybe you cut it loose just kind of be like all right i haven't opened these i must not care about it that much sell them and then come back around when they're really cheap on psn or something you mm-hmm. know so right on uh next
1: emails from gladish it says hey guys first of all congrats on the twitch affiliate status i like that you started streaming more often and i really enjoyed alex's daft hunk series by the way congrats on beating that and tofu thank keep, you keep up with the streams they're really entertaining." <clears throat> Since Brian pointed out earlier this week that I'm no-lifing Siege, I have a few things to say about it since year four is around the corner. I played the new operators in the test servers, and they're really fun, especially Mozzie. Taking over the attacker drones is really cool. changes the way you drone while attacking. Gridlock is also pretty nice, but the fact that she is a one speed makes her less of an option for me. I feel like, Al- I feel like Alex may- might have more fun playing her the way he plays Jackal now and cover flanks with her spikes. Yeah. The other thing I want to point out is the changes coming to the playlist. They're adding a newcomer playlist where you play bomb only in just three maps to worry about. I think this will help new people to get comfortable with the game way better than doing uh, situations and then jumping into casual. I also think now will be the best time for new players to join the game. Uh, speaking about the newcomer playlist, it's uh, it's strictly set up like ranked. It's like baby ranked. Yeah, is what it is. you get to pick where you defend. Yeah. and um, mm. They're also changing the timer in casual from four minutes to three and a half. This is something I'm really looking forward to because right now there's a big difference in how you play casual and ranked when you really only have three minutes. This should make the transition from casual to ranked easier for players and will prevent situations in casual where you wait for a minute and a half for the last enemy to finally show up to die. Other things coming in year four is the end of the beta tag to ranked and the addition of pick and ban, and I'm really excited for that. Pick and ban was awesome. It was cool. Uh, that really that's, really, that's pretty much it for Siege. I'm sure John has the rest of the six Invitational and Reveal panel covered, so let's get to Anthem. First, I want to point out that I'm not shitting on the game because it's from EA. <laughs> Way Out also came out under the EA umbrella, and I loved it. I only played the demos, so I can't judge about the full game, but it seems like I was right about all the things I was worried about. The game was definitely fun to play, but after a few hours, it felt like I saw everything, and it felt too repetitive. Also, the cool, I'm Iron Man feeling was gone pretty quickly. It doesn't look like that has changed in the full game, and a mediocre story wouldn't keep me interested. I know John has a lot to say about Anthem, so I'm almost done stealing your time. What I'd like you guys to do is each of you give a 1-5 to 5 rating for the game and choose between a must-buy or only if you have Origin slash Premium or Rent. Or wait for later. That's going to do it for today. Keep up the good work and with the podcast and streams. See you in ranked. Peace out. Um, <clears throat> okay, so for Siege, the Invitational took place. Uh, the finals took place last weekend. Uh, G two won over uh, Empire. That was <coughs> one of the most epic matches of Siege I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. Their first, their first match, first round went in op- overtime for twenty two. It was twenty two rounds. This is the longest round set of rounds in Rainbow Six history, supposedly. Uh, That's insane to me some of the plays those guys have are ridiculous the G2 players are incredible if you're in at all interested in playing this game and you want to see people play at a proper competitive level watch everything G2 does they are incredible Uh, Cantor Ricketti is one of the most amazing players I think I've ever seen play this game he blows my mind with some of his strategies he's one of the most unique players I've ever seen pingu is impressive in general just because he's like the all-star of, of the siege world like everybody knows his name in siege and when you watch him play you know why he the dude is a fucking boss <laughs> like oh the siege invitation was sick it was one of the most cool things i've ever spent time watching on television and it actually f- i felt like for someone who doesn't play sports or doesn't care for sports like i felt like one of those idiots watching football on <laughs> sunday like i le- legitimately did like no i wanted to sit
0: to people watching football we love you too I, I really don't, but it's okay. How many Budweiser's did you drink?
1: I didn't drink any, but that's the thing is I thought about it and I was like, why don't we just have everybody over and like watch this on TV and like drink beer and like eat food and <laughs> yeah, do stupid we should shit. should do that next time. It, exactly. I would like to, if we don't go to the Invitational, which I would like to do, you can't, would, but I would like to go. It's in Montreal. So that would be fun. Brian's not allowed in Canada. <laughs> that's not something people need to know. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, in regards to everything else they talked about for year four. Um, it's same sort of setup it starts March 5th I think is supposedly when it's dropping there you know we're getting the two new operators then we're getting a new map they're reworking um, oh shit I had that pulled up let me pull it up again cafe cafe for sure map rework in season two is cafe and we're getting a new US operator and a danish operator the rumor is the danish operator has stealth capabilities which means he has some kind of stealth camouflage from like metal gear that's fucking
0: rad that'd be awesome
1: uh second uh, or season three their map rework is canal uh, i don't it looks like an italian operator of some sort or may, i don't know what no that's not italian i'm sorry uh i don't know what these flags are because i'm <laughs> from america and we don't care <laughs> about other countries um and season four is they're reworking theme park so we're getting a new Thank map, goodness. and then we're getting three new reworks of previous maps, which is pretty impressive. Throughout the whole year, we're going to get a bunch of balancing going on. Uh, the, one of the big focuses they're having on the game is player behavior and how people interact with each other. One of the new things they're incorporating is if you hit someone with, on your team with bullets, if you're causing damage to them, the first time it does damage to them. The second time it happens, it does damage to you Interesting. to prevent you from team killing. Hmm. So, uh, They're also reworking uh, breach charges to be weaker. And it'll allow people to do the hot breach uh, meta, where you can uh, basically like
0: breach and run in,
1: breach and run in like from the windows. Like it's one of the most epic things you can do. It makes you feel like you're fucking Tom Cruise. Like <laughs> so, it, it, a lot of great stuff going on with Rainbow Six, and we're, I'm really excited. I don't really know. I I'm talking too fast about it, anyways. But
0: well, Webby says lions for life. Shut up. We, we love Webby. you, Webby. We
1: love you, but we hate the lions. <laughs> <laughs> um, also,
0: where have you been? We
1: want to play games with you. He's too busy playing uh, Blackout on uh, PS4. Well, that's stupid. Mm. Play it on PC. Um, Anyways. uh,
0: Gladish's Anthem rating scale.
1: So we decided a long time ago we really didn't want to rate games with a numbering system. Three. Arbitrary numbers are just kind of pointless. Um I the, the guys in the replay podcast have a really funny way of doing it. it's Jordan's triangle of rating games which his triangle his first point on the triangle is is it fun mm-hmm. his second uh, triangle or point on the triangle is is it expensive like what's the price and then the third triangle is uh, fuck I can't remember now why is that why I can't it's it, does it look good or something like that Mm. so he wants like it has to kind of fall in all three of those categories of things for him to be like i'm gonna i want this game yeah um but you do make concessions for a game that is fun and looks good but isn't necessarily cheap and things like that Mm -hmm. so we kind of operate in the same sort of spectrum of like we don't want to put a numbering system on this um if if i'm i'm we'll get into our anthem
0: review in a little bit but
1: uh yeah I I mean, I like the
0: game. <laughs> <laughs> I paid $15 to play it, and I don't regret that. So that's what it is. But, right. Uh, so what's up, Nostradamus and Scooter08 and Yo, the yo, chat. yo. Um, Thanks for joining us, guys. Hello. Yeah, I don't know. Brian, do you feel like you have a – do you think it's worth it right now? Do you want people to wait? Well, I'm playing
2: through the premium like you yeah. are. Um, I mean, I signed up for the year, though, because I wanted to play Battlefield and yeah. some other stuff. Um, so I don't feel ripped off or anything. I do feel disappointed okay, somewhat. But I mean. In terms of recommending it to somebody else.
0: Yeah. Three out of five. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. If I had to put a number on
1: it.
0: Yeah, we'll come back around to more on it when we actually talk about it. Yes, we will get more into this soon.
1: But thank you to Gladish and Alan for their feedback. Alex, you had one more from Jason. Yeah, Jason
0: was talking in our Discord. Uh, He gave some brief thoughts on Apex that Brian did weigh in on. He said, it's fun enough and the legends are all neat to play with. The biggest flaws of the game right now are that the storm doesn't hurt nearly enough for how small the map is. The storm should hurt twice as much at each stage to offset the fact that you can run across the whole map in a pretty short amount of time relatively. Uh, the weapons are also way too loud for a small map, and that leads to third partying be the only way you end up dying all the time. Uh, I also think the, on top of the sound, the weapons being lowered, uh, that the physics of how the sound travels needs to be better. There's no reason that you should be able to tell exa- or, yeah, that you should be able to tell exactly where the bullets are being fired on the other side of the mountain um so yeah he had some good thoughts in there just some good discussion on our discord uh which you can do for um you know patreon so go to patreon uh BZ slash patreon join us in the discord and we have some good talks yeah if Mm -hmm. you don't
1: want to spend five bucks on twitch subscription you can spend it on patreon
0: yep either way we
1: appreciate all of our patrons that's true especially jason k and gojo yeah cool Mm -hmm. all right let's talk what we've been playing yes alex you've had a few brian you've pretty much same old same old
2: yeah I've just been uh doing yeah apex I think a bit of destiny um and uh yeah and what we're gonna talk about very cool that's about it
1: I haven't played anything new I've only rainbow
2: six of course
1: yeah rainbow six I played a ton of I played more sea of thieves we played some sea of thieves the other night which was a lot of fun uh, and and yeah, Anthem. Alex, what about you? Had a, a handful, I think.
0: Yeah, there's a demo up on the eShop for Yoshi's Crafted World. Uh, it was it was fun. That's a Yoshi game. Uh, the, as similar as they have been, Yoshi's Woolly World was also quite good, and this one looks like it's going to be just as good on the Switch. Sweet. So people should check that out if they would like to. Uh, part of the Nintendo Direct that we'll talk about Tetris 99 came out. It is a Tetris battle royale game, uh, which sounds fun.
1: ridiculous. But then I was listening to the split screen screen podcast and Maddie Myers was talking about it and I was like, holy shit, this sounds right up my alley because I get so fucking competitive when I play Tetris. Oh,
0: it's great. It's really, really cool. Uh, There's some interesting ways about how you attack the other players. You can kind of decide based on categories if you want to attack people or you can select people singularly and attack them that way Uh, because you see your Tetris well and the 99 smaller ones around you that kind of update in like a slightly slower refresh rate than do. Do they time.
1: show you who's shitting on you? Yes. Oh man, yeah. I just want to pinpoint one person and make them fucking miserable. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, and that, that'll happen. So there's also <laughs> categories you can do. You can tell it, oh, I that want to attack me. people that are close to KO. I want to attack people that are attacking me. I want to attack people that have knocked out a lot of other people. That's the badges option because you can get a badge when so you knock somebody like out. There's a whole different layer there's strategy to, to this it, game. Yeah, yeah there is absolutely that badges? That battle royale strategy to Tetris 99. We don't need no There's also a random that lets you attack whoever I think the only
2: thing that's kept me from trying that yet is that I'm terrible at Tetris. uh,
0: Yeah, no, that's the thing. It's certainly like I don't know. It feels like if you're going for pure damage output, you should be going line by line. But I'm the kind of person that lines up an actual you're Tetris. Stacks, and yeah. walks See, to that's it. what I'm bad at. I yeah. can do line by line pretty quick. That might be
1: the advantageous so, to do. The I think there's strategies for here. both ways. Yeah. It, I mean, it's just but again, it's, you need to formulate your strategy. And the other strategy is how you're going about your attacking. Yeah. So well, and that's
0: the thing is, like, if you open up to all of your attackers, that's a good way to start chaining. Like, it'll chain into, like, a big network. You'll get, like, five people attacking you at once or more. And so you kind of have to decide exactly how you want to disperse your uh, disperse your, your damage. Dude, when, I would
1: totally just pinpoint one person
0: to make them <laughs> miserable. That's great. Well, oh, and they'll pinpoint you right back. Any lines they clear come back to you, too. So, oh, and every person you knock out, you will start... You get, like, a multiplier on how many lines you're sending them, essentially. Ah, okay. So if you've knocked out a bunch of people, you get more badges, and the badges mean that you are multiplying your All them stinking badges? Yes. Uh, So Tetris 99 is quite cool. The other thing I've still been playing is Resident Evil 2. Um, I forget where I was last time that I did this, but basically I started streaming on, like, a Monday, Wednesday, Friday uh, with a, a program I like to call Daft Hunk. (laughs) Uh, because i did try the hunk mode that i talked about last time yeah uh and um there's four episodes of it up on youtube you can check it out see whether or not i beat hunk see whether or not i beat a tofu run see whether or not uh the dlc that they put out is worth it so uh yeah these things all of the resident evil 2 stuff is great i think it's a fantastic game it is absolutely worth the 59.99 to do it and uh, I'm gonna continue to play some some Resident Evil on stream as well. So check out for for Daft Punk. I usually post on our Instagram and uh, and Facebook and such when I'm gonna go live later that night. So uh, and I want to do like a Tuesday night Tetris, a TNT kind of deal. Uh, so that might happen too. Cool. But we're trying to stream more. Follow us on Twitch. Uh, subscribe to us on Twitch. You'll you'll hear about when we go live. And of course, there's always the the uh, The backup streams that go on there for things like um, Daft Hunk and this show that we're recording now that's going to get exported to YouTube. I haven't been exporting like the Sea of Thieves and Rainbow Six stuff that we've been doing necessarily, but uh, maybe we'll start exporting that stuff too. But yeah, no, that's pretty much it.
1: Cool. Let's hit some
0: news. All right. News. Oh, that's just us. Just kidding. All right. Um, So here we go. Reggie from nintendo is retiring the reginator reggie uh yeah no he tweeted this out uh he had a very important announcement i don't know if you guys watched the video or not but like as i was watching it i was like wow this is sad like this is the end of an era
1: yeah it's pretty crazy because i mean he's kind of a big deal he's done a lot for the company
0: yeah yeah no and uh i mean he's also been the the uh he's been the topic of so many memes and things like what's the internet going to be anymore without Reggie around <laughs> so who, how am I going to know when my body is ready if Reggie isn't well isn't out there
1: the dude taking his place his name is doug bowser doug Bowser, yeah, yeah no, i was, that was looking at that it's that was funny. the
0: perfect i remember when he joined they tweeted out a picture of him and in the background of the shot that they had yeah, taken, behind his desk yeah he had a he had mario like little plush mario and luigi tied up together bound shelf. together it was pretty funny and then there was another thing that i saw he was he like the around the release of Nintendo Labo, they had him in like a Nintendo Labo Letterman jacket. And it's like Doug Bowser uh, putting together a Labo with his son. And it was one of the Bowser Jr. Kids in the (laughs) chair. Yeah. So he's got a good sense of humor for it, it seems. And it'll be interesting to see. uh, Hopefully he does a good job. Where he takes that away. But I
1: think he will. It's definitely an end of an era.
0: I
2: mean, this is a good time to take over because
0: Nintendo's doing well. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Uh
1: Reggie was probably like, all right, I've ridden this wave.
0: Yeah. And let it rip there's, and there's always been rumors too of like how much Nintendo really like Nintendo of America really gets to say in anything that happens yeah. because it's because Nintendo is a Japan based company and we know Sony's kind of made that switch over but I don't know if Nintendo has yet yeah so uh, but no hopefully uh, Doug does a good job
1: for sure we wish him well yep all right Microsoft and Paradox are allowing open game modding on Xbox one for the first time Um this is kind of. Uh, they, they Fallout Four had some modding going on with it on
0: um, on uh, both console platforms. Yeah, on both but.
1: console platforms. It started out on Xbox, mm-hmm. and Paradox. What did they? They did. Um, what game was it? They've done a lot my, of my brain is stuff. Like, I'm totally brain farting <laughs> on all this stuff right now. It's killing me.
0: Yeah. So well, it looks like they're putting out a game called Surviving Mars um yeah, or no it's out already it's been out yeah but they they launched a modding the, this like open modding platform for it uh this past week uh and there's no like pre-approval or anything required for you to yeah. put the mods out which
2: that's the big deal here like yeah. there have been other games with mods but it's been very regulated yeah on xbox and no now new it will mods. Not be <laughs>
1: Now there will be nude mods. Yeah, clean, totally. Clean
2: faces. You can now survive
0: yep. Mars in the nude. Hell yeah, with a clean face. <laughs> Brian's very angry. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, that's very cool. Uh, it would be awesome to see consoles open up more like this. But you know, we'll never see it from Sony. So. No, I
1: mean, it's it's interesting <laughs> in general that, that they would allow this sort of thing on consoles because consoles have always been such a closed platform. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, that's the thing. Like, who knows what kind of mods they're going to come out with, like what kind of processing power they're going to need and require. Like, can these consoles actually handle it? So this will be can- yeah. a, a nice little, like, uh, testing ground to see, like, what, what we're capable of accomplishing.
0: And it's always kind of been the, like, um, you know, we don't allow this because we're afraid of people putting copyright well no like copyright more so than like naked models of their game they don't want people putting up like here's hulk hogan and blah 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 and so <laughs> yeah. like it, it'll be interesting to see how well they police police it when it's open yeah and there's no approval process you can but. make
1: hulk hogan in soul caliber yeah, sure. yeah that's the thing
0: like in soul caliber and all those like wrestling games you can always download like homer <laughs> simpson and all ridiculous those. Yeah. characters so you know nobody's ever had a problem with that but yeah yeah that's cool Next.
1: Uh, rumor, Scalebound lives on as a Nintendo Switch exclusive. So the game that was going to come out on Xbox uh, called Scalebound, which was basically like How to Train Your Dragon Xbox, <laughs> uh, is now supposedly, possibly, coming out for the Switch. Which, as Brian, I think you said in the chat, that seems much more likely of... like, Yes. The, the environment of the Switch is, seems much more accepting to this sort of game than Xbox. Yeah,
2: it, it just seems like... like s- stylistically it seems like a game that would be on a Nintendo platform much more than Xbox yeah and um, it also seems like one of those games I will still not pick up
0: because I don't (laughs) like the style of it (laughs) yeah somebody from Game Informer, uh, Irmin Khan had hinted that Nintendo was reviving a game thought to be long dead and some people are saying that Scalebound maybe fits the bill plus Scalebound is made by Platinum Games who announced a new Switch game in the Direct that was this past week. They're also the people behind Bayonetta, which Mm -hmm. is uh, obviously something that Nintendo is passionate about. So um, this makes sense. And nobody knows that this is like, oh, they're starting from the ground up or they're taking assets from it or... What the deal is, but uh, I know there was at least some segment of people that were bummed that Scalebound wasn't going to happen on the Xbox anymore, and so hopefully this comes to light.
1: I feel like we should also add here that um, the Xbox Game Pass is rumored to be coming to the Nintendo Switch fairly quickly. Yeah, with Ori and the Blind Forest being one of the first games released on it,
0: and also like potentially Forza or like one of the big big Microsoft. That's
1: pretty exciting that they're like they're really tearing down some walls here. So, if, yeah, if it turns hmm. out to
0: be true, I feel like uh, that GDC talk that, that kind of blew the doors open on this possibility and the whole Xbox Live coming yeah. to other platforms thing is going to be maybe around when we start hearing more about right. that. But
2: I'm just hoping more of these games that have PC versions will actually be available through Game Pass, like
0: Ori and the Blind Forest, for example. Yes. Like, why
2: can't I play that even though...
0: It is a PC game. Well, and it took Ori forever to get into Game Pass, too, which was kind of weird because I ended up buying it because it was never going to get in there. Probably because it was selling so well. Probably. But, you know, um, no, it'll be interesting. I think, and there was somebody that was going to publish Ori separately for the Switch, too, which was weird. I don't know. But that was another rumor. So, yep. More Switch news? Or just like. Side-scroller in general, Indie I news, guess. Yeah, uh, not really
1: Switch. Hollow Knight's news. getting a full sequel. Uh, it originally was going to be just DLC, a separate DLC uh, coming out for Hollow Knight, but they decided to extend it into a full-fledged sequel to the game. Uh, I don't know who all has played Hollow Knight, but that's one of the hardest fucking games I've ever played. I, <laughs> I tried to play it, and I gave up. I did, too. <laughs> I it's kind of it's fantastic, of it. and it's beautiful, and it runs so well on the Switch, but it is one of the hardest games I've ever played.
0: Yeah, so so basically they were like, uh, whoops, we made too much DLC, so this is a sequel now. Now you have to pay for this. <laughs> yeah, I think I picked you will pay a premium. that up kind
2: of around the same time as Dead
1: Cells. Oh, maybe. I got yeah. this on sale for like $3 on PC, and then I bought it yeah, again on I, Switch I just to on have PC. it on Switch. Yeah, so
0: no, that's really cool. Uh, it's cool to see an indie th- continue to thrive after there. Yeah. After their big break, We had a very Nintendo-centric uh, news section this week. Well, yeah. Well, it's not going to get any better no, with I this don't. next <laughs> one. So <laughs> get ready for Nintendo news. Next. Uh, it's called uh, Silk Song. Yeah. Hollow Knight Song is the name of the game. So keep an eye out for that. I don't know if they had an actual... Is so it... it's going to launch on PC, Mac, and Linux and Switch first. And then Xbox One and PS4 will follow later. But there's no word on a launch date yet. So I wonder if that means the Switch version sold better than the
1: Xbox and PS4
0: Probably. version. Probably. Since I don't know. releasing it on switch before the other two maybe but it, i mean it, it took them a little while to come out for those as well i think it came out for pc first pc right. first then it ended up on switch and it came to ps4 like even after the switch launch launch launch, switch launch. Launch. so the switch launch all right And then uh, Nintendo Direct happened this week. Uh, We're looking at the Polygon. Six things you need to know. Mainly, Super Mario Maker is getting a sequel for Switch. It's not just a port. Hell yeah. It looks like they have added the um, Super Mario 3D World stuff, which was the Wii U game. Mm -hmm. They've added a tile set for that. You can become Cat Suit Mario and use the powers that he has and stuff like that. Uh, So that looks quite cool. You can make slopes now, which apparently wasn't something you could do before. Yes, slopes were the slopes that you would see in, like, I think Super Mario World. Maybe they were in before that. I'm not sure. I think they were in before that. Uh, But slopes can be added now as well. Um, And it looks like they've added, like, radial dials that allow you to make things with um, controllers a little bit easier than previously so is it um, is
1: there touch screen there is touch that's, screen because i feel like that's the most important yeah
0: there is touch screen support so you will have to undock in order to to make something like that which is kind of sad they brought this up on giant bomb they're like so how are we going to stream out us making levels because they do that and the, yeah the streams that they make are, are a lot of fun so that's a little bit of a bummer that that might not be possible. I don't know if there is any weird USB C trickery yet to, to make use that the touchscreen with a with an HDMI cable. Yeah, but who knows?
1: Uh, you probably could because they have that travel dock. Yeah, that basically you can just it's basically just a charging stand slash travel dock. They could can always just take
0: a like a hacksaw to the front of the dock. That too, but yeah, it's not very ergonomic. <laughs> uh, Zelda's Zelda Link's Awakening, the Game Boy and Game Boy Color game is now coming to it's one of the best zelda games by yeah, the way absolutely supposedly made by the link to the past team yeah um but yeah there's a remake coming for switch it is a full remake it's got like tilt shift graphics to it really cool animation style there's people being butthurt about it already just like wind waker it looks like um, Tunic, but it's Zelda. It, yeah, it does actually. Yeah, that's that's very true. It makes so, me really pumped for both of those games. Yes. No. It looks very good. Uh, it also there were some people looking at it and seeing that like the way it was set up looks like there won't be as much inventory management as there was in the Game Boy version because you had to like, you know assign certain items to A and B.
1: Dude, I don't even it was so long ago. I this is one of the only other Zelda games I've ever
0: beaten, but it was so long. I was like probably seven when Mm -hmm. I played it. So Oh it's a great game. Yeah. And I'm excited it's getting a remake. Uh Platinum Games announced Astral Chain, which is coming to Switch this summer. Uh if you know Platinum, you know what type of game they make. It's a synergetic action game, which is how it was described. But it's coming out August 30th, and if you like Platinum You'll probably like it. It looks kind of cool to me. Yeah, it looked it looked very interesting. It has a very interesting art style to it. So uh, Tetris 99, already out. It is free for those of you that have Nintendo Switch online, so that means it's about 20 bucks, And it's worth it. Uh, it's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. People have data mined it and have seen that there will probably be more modes coming to it, too. Because cool. right now it's a little bit bare bones, but it's cool. Fire Emblem Three Houses got delayed to July 26th. Uh, You know, not a huge deal, but they basically were just like spring uh, 2019. Now it's moved into summer. But uh, there's a pretty extensive look at it in the direct, and you can see kind of how the combat flow is going to work. And it all, in general, looks pretty similar to to previous Fire Emblem games, but it's cool to see one in full 3D again um, rather than like the 3DS kind of... uh, uh, still kind of isometric, uh, not isometric, but like top down view. So, and then uh box boy is going to make it to switch. This is a big Nintendo 3DS eShop mm. title. I didn't um, read about this one. It's an interesting platformer where you're a box that can kind of like change your shape by adding other boxes to I'm, your shape. I'm guessing you're also a boy. Yes, but you can also be a box girl in the new one, ah. which is cool. Um, with some two-player co-op as well but no it looks really cool it kind of reminds me of snipper clips a little bit in Ooh. the way that it kind of functions nipple slips yes nipple slips okay and uh, no it looks like it'll be quite cool so yeah no uh, other things that got announced real quick they had final fantasy 9 is already out on the switch but final fantasy 7 is coming in march there's a demo for daemon x machina which is like an armored core ish type game uh, that's, that'll be cool it's gonna be out uh hellbade senwa hellblade senwa sacrifice is coming to the switch which is awesome sorry (laughs) uh delta rune which is the undertale kind of like remix game uh is going to be a free download on february 28th um there's a new square enix rpg called oniaki that's coming to the switch this summer and uh marvel ultimate alliance also coming this summer (laughs) dlc for captain toad treasure tracker dragon quest 11 is getting like a definitive edition on the switch and it looks great i really want to pick it up even though i know i'll never have enough time to actually finish it yeah but no it's uh it was a great direct and uh it was awesome to see uh that they had a lot of great announcements to make still sad that there's no sign of any um
1: was this the one that had all the final fantasy stuff too
0: Kind of. They, like, announced that at a previous one, but this one was, like, Final Fantasy Nine is out now, and Seven is coming in March, yeah. so there's more coming later, too.
1: I heard they're just buggy PC ports.
0: Uh, Yes, it is the PC and mobile port, That's from what I sad. understand, <sighs> which kind Square, of sucks. Square should know better than that. They really should. Shame Especially on them. Especially after all that shit
2: that they got for the Chrono Trigger
0: yeah. yes. on PC. <laughs> yes. So, hopefully hopefully so, they get back around from that. Or they maybe they'll try to make good on it i don't know but maybe not so yeah i think that's about it yeah let's talk about anthem all right the internet hates
1: this game they fucking hate it they think it's one of the worst games ever made supposedly not really but they've said a lot of really bad things anthem is a third person shooter uh shooter looter looter shooter schluter schluter that takes place in bastion bastion which is some form of the planet. world, planet, Has whatever. Has nothing to do with Bastion the game. <laughs> nope. Um You get to hop into these sweet javelin suits that make you into Iron Man and fly around and shoot things and blow sort shit of. up and do all kinds of cool
0: stuff. Um It's like Destiny and Division and World of War. It's an MMO-ish type of game. In an Iron Man Destiny, suit.
1: Division, and Warframe like mixed into one. Yeah. With mostly the Division's shooting mechanics. Yeah. Um... I. All right. It's hard for me to talk about this game because I know how much I really like it and I don't understand why other people don't like it other than like everyone's like, oh, Destiny and the Division like did all these things really bad and Anthem should have learned from that and blah, 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 blah. And Alex, you and I had a conversation last night about this uh, being the fact that we as consumers have allowed games like this to perpetuate and keep happening And we've shown these big-ass companies with a lot of money who don't care about anything except for the bottom line that we're willing to pay for games that aren't finished and we're willing to pay full top dollar for them or whatever. Um, The Internet can't accept this sort of thing and they don't accept this kind of game at all like the only thing people find redeeming about this game is that the the gameplay itself like the shooting and flying is really cool that's all anybody that's the only good thing and, i feel like anybody says about this. well game.
0: and i also know some people that don't necessarily agree with that either but like other aspects about the game too
1: yeah um alex and i played last night for a little bit just to kind of finish up there there's a there's a mission about i don't want to say halfway through maybe a third of the way through that is basically kind of Level locking you to the point where you have to grind through a bunch of random shit in order to get past it. Uh, it could take a lot of time to do this. Uh, we kind of cheesed the system and it didn't take us too much time other than the asshole that kept interrupting us <laughs> stealing kills. Dr. And... Timo. Yeah. Dr. Timo eats shit. Dr. Timo!
0: <laughs> Alex even yelled at him over, like, the push to talk, and he just kept coming back. Yeah, I was like, hey, dude, can we have some space? And then he, like, disappeared. And we would completely lose track of him. And then we'd be, like, really close to finishing something, and then he would appear again out of nowhere. You would
2: say perhaps he was shitting in your living room? Yeah,
1: he was shitting in the the living room, for sure. Uh, But, so... Sorry.
2: We, to no, 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 off. you're
1: good. So we we got we were able to get through this whole segment of the game that supposedly is supposed to take a ton of time. It really doesn't because it, it cumul- it's cumulative from everything you've accomplished in the game up to that point.
0: As of the day one patch. As of the day one the patch. Before the day one patch, which, you know, we paid I to be even, able to play. But I
1: hadn't even gotten to that point until the day one patch had been released no, early. No, and
0: that's fine, but there are plenty of people who who paid for Origin Premiere or paid for the $120 version of this game who got to that point and apparently it was broken and you could not actually like finish. No, some no it, of was, those it quests. wasn't broken.
1: You could finish all the quests. The problem was it like, wasn't cumulative. It started you from scratch with all of those different I heard categories. there were people
0: having trouble complete. Like it wasn't actually recognizing the things they were doing. See, I,
1: I just heard that they, they, uh, they had to start from scratch for each of the points that you had to meet. Anyways, yeah. besides the point, uh, up until that point, the story was pretty basic. Big bad guy wants to steal artifact to become ultimate power. That's that is the main story. <laughs> to become story. more big and bad. Uh, a lot of people, spoiler alert. A lot of people on the internet are comparing it to Thanos. Uh, the the main enemy is being some Thanos ish character in how he's portrayed and who he is and what he's doing. But in all reality, like I, he's one of the most endearing. Like I think he's an amazing villain. Like I just think he's extremely well acted, and the game has great voice acting, great animation. Uh, the sound design is incredible. The music is fucking amazing.
0: Um, the music is the best part of the game.
1: This, the story itself, though being basic, is completely fine to me because I understand that like nobody's original anymore, and I'm kind of over the fact that like people are like, why isn't this the most original story ever written? And you want to know something? Because there are no original stories anymore, bro. Like Everything's <laughs> been done. Like Just <laughs> fucking get over it.
0: I don't know that that's true, but I think... I think it's worse when you like make games that in broad strokes are kind of just your old games, which I feel like a lot of Anthem borrows a lot of Mass Effect in a lot of ways. I haven't played too far into it
2: um, to where I can like actually gauge how deep the story is. But I mean, so far, it seems pretty simplistic, like you're saying, like, yeah, evil guy has artifacts, wants to do evil shit. That's fine with me with this type of game. Like, if this were Dragon Age or, like, Knights of the Old Republic Any and other the story Bioware was this game. basic, that would be a problem. But this game is, like, a cooperative-ish loo- uh, looter shooter. So, like, you don't want the story to be
0: too deep because you can't hear it half the time because you're busy talking to your friends. Well, and like last night, as John and I were finishing up the whole like fetch quest, whatever kind of thing, we were basically just like, all right, because I thought it was close to the end of the game and I have been disproven at that point. Now that I've looked at lists of missions, I think we're maybe like two thirds of the way through. We're
1: we're now approaching the point of the demo. And I think you guys have story. played
0: more than I have then.
1: Yeah, I've got about 12 to 15 hours. At this I point.
0: would say at this point I maybe have 10, but I don't okay. know that um because apparently the origin counter is like way off (laughs) yeah it's not very accurate um but like we were like okay let's play through some missions and we're just not gonna talk to each other until we know because we're both gonna experience the story at the same time and if we want to hear it there's no reason that two adults can just decide to not talk for a minute that's possible yeah and like playing it that way was actually a lot of fun like it it's it was cool to like sit down and be like, all right, everybody like, Hey, John, you want to go talk to people around the town? That's fine. I'm going to sit in the forge and make myself try to look more like Iron Man. That's
2: what I wanted to do, but, but John not... insisted on playing by himself I mean, instead, I mean, which made me not want to play the game at all. Well, at the same time... <laughs> <laughs> because I wanted to play this game with friends.
0: At the same time, it's kind of like the, like y- there are some people that are like, oh, I just want to go and shoot. You're kind of like, I don't really care about the story because I want to shoot shit, and that's kind of what you're saying. And that's like, I don't care
2: about the story if it's really basic, like... Like what's in the game right now? Okay, right? I'm I'm saying I don't care if the story is basic because a lot of people will probably ignore it due to the type of gameplay it has. Okay, and I just think and I, I was those, stating this last night. But if you want to pay attention to it, that's fine. That's nice, and I think you can totally do that playing with other people. If yeah, like if they're people you know, and you can be like, hey, shut up for a second. <laughs> and
0: <laughs> that's just, fine I feel, but i feel like our our like demo experience with this was not indicative of, of that all of us wanted that from this game so anyway now that we're maybe on the same page we can go back and help Brian do all the all the unlocking shit in order to open up the stuff but anyway
1: yeah no i mean i didn't even want to play with alex but it was a lot easier to get the unlocking shit done with another person <laughs> that's what person i was trying to tell you actually, but it, it, it only for that specific mission after that i could have just gone on by myself
0: there were there was literally there's literally one thing where it's like i need to have two things where it's like i need to have somebody else to make this easier i just feel like if you want to play a
2: game by yourself, especially a Bioware game? Don't play this one. Play a better one. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. That's a good point. Go play through all three Mass, Mass, Mass Effect Andri- Andromeda. by yourself. Yeah, Even Mass Effect Andromeda, maybe. At this point, I mean, they've probably patched it enough no, don't where play it's it. okay. Don't maybe, play it. it. No, fuck that game. Never play it. Anyways. I will say the combat was okay in that game. We've and said that every time we've brought up Mass Effect and Andromeda. They've f- borrowed a fair amount from that game oh totally combat wise which is good fortunately they didn't borrow anything else as far as i
0: can tell so like so john let me ask you this do you not acknowledge that this game has shortcomings it has shortcomings but i don't feel like the the shortcomings
1: that are the most jarring to me are the are the ones that people don't pay the most attention to
0: but but okay so the game has shortcomings all right this is a product which you can pay 59.99 for yes all right if you were to pick up this game and play through it and with those shortcomings be disappointed about that, is that not a valid feeling on it? If if I hadn't had the rest of the internet barking in my ear about what's bad
1: about this game, I probably wouldn't care. Being who I am. like No,
0: no, I, no, 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 I'm, I'm not. Uh, okay, so try and put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Joe Schmo, who's been looking forward to Anthem for, for quite a while, gets home and plays it. And, and he starts having trouble with the tombs or whatever because he can't, like, finish the, the objectives for it. Or, like, uh, it keeps quitting on him. You are the only person I know that has dropped out of the game, like, four times in a night well, because it keeps freezing funny, on you. <laughs> Funny story about that. Um, I had not had any issues
1: until the day one patch. Interesting. And everyone else on all the reviewers that I had listened to on YouTube, uh, even Jason Schreier and Kirk Hamilton on split screen talked about how they kept crashing the game. It kept like just kicking them out and everything. And, And I had not had that problem until I had listened to split screen for one watch all these other YouTube videos and I'm sitting there going, are, are we playing the same game? Cause I'm pretty sure we're not. I, then I get the day one update and then all of a sudden I crash. I,
2: I had a similar experience. I don't, I, it hasn't crashed. on I me mean, constantly, but, um, constantly
1: is, is I'm over exaggerating. I'm not that. sure it's crashed at all. It's but crashed three times. The performance
2: of the game is significantly worse since that patch for me. It, I installed the newest NVIDIA drivers too. And that didn't help either. Um, I lost uh, probably 15 frames per second on
0: average yeah. since I installed that patch. Well, but beyond that, dude who's picking this up on his PlayStation and, like, you get a, you hang on the screen. And Like, I had it happen to me where it was like I finished an expedition ready to go back to the forge. And it never popped up the option with do you want to go to the forge or do you want to go to Fort Tarsus? It just sat there. And that's fine. Whatever. Cool. I have to restart the game <laughs> once. But, like... All of that on top of the fact that you need to go through four loading screens in order to try out a new weapon that you got. Yeah, okay. The one bug I kept, if I
2: may interrupt for a second here. I guess. The one bug I kept
0: um, go on. Never mind. <laughs> no, I'll remember. On, let's, let's... <laughs> you know how my memory is. Though. I wanted to read an excerpt from, um, from, the, uh, from the Polygon. The review. one bug
2: I did keep encountering is with I was using one of the pre-order weapons yeah, that you get, and it, disappeared. and it kept unequipping, and I didn't realize it until I was in the field, and that brought out one of the game's biggest problems, which you have a problem with it, too. Yes. Everybody has a problem with this, I think, so, except for maybe John, is the fact that you can't equip anything when you're out in a mission.
0: So, like, Here's a quote I would from go Polygon. out. Okay, go ahead. Here are the steps to equip new gear in Anthem. I kill an enemy, and a purple diamond pops out of it. I fly over and touch the purple diamond. A pop-up on the screen confirms that I have found an epic piece of gear. I complete the mission that I'm on, and I get a load screen. Upon completing uh, the mission, I'm given a list of all the loot that I found. It turns out there was a purple assault rifle in there, and in order to equip that loot, I must travel to the forge where all gear is equipped. Another load screen. I equip my epic assault rifle. I equip the other loot I've found. I'm satisfied with my current loadout. I leave the forge. Load screen again. I start another mission to try out my new assault rifle. Load screen. I shoot a bandit. The assault rifle feels bad, and I want to switch back to what <laughs> I was using. So I repeat steps 6 through 11. <laughs> that is negative progress from Destiny
2: 1. Like Yeah, Destiny even, 1. even Destiny has learned from Destiny and like since the Forsaken, you don't have to go back to the tower to decrypt engrams anymore. They just automatically
0: decrypt in the field, regardless so you can of use that. The items you have immediately. Forget about the decrypt thing, which is also dumb, but fine. The idea that you can't have an inventory of things that you can switch between, like you yeah, had nine other items ridiculous. in Destiny to switch between while you're in the field to try out, see what you like, you know that type of thing. You can't do anything like that, let alone the fact that you can transfer things from your vault to your inventory in Destiny using, like, a third-party app, which is ridiculous, too. There's no level of that anywhere in Anthem. And that is a serious design flaw for a game where it's like, oh, I just got a sweet new gun. I want to try it out. Give me 15 minutes to go and switch it into my inventory. That sucks i mean you can't switch any of
2: the components either which completely alter the way your abilities behave absolutely you're supposed to
0: load in with four randos and hope that everybody's got a primer and and a and a detonator which you probably don't even know what that means in the context of Mm, this game because it's explained nowhere in the video game (laughs) these are things that suck about this game all of that said I like the game. I think it's fun when you learn all of this stuff on your own by going on the internet. It's like the Dark Souls of MMOs. But again,
1: it, it's it's a thing that we have shown developers. No, 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 no. Yes, we no, have. no, 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 no,
0: no. Because there are people that have complained about this every fucking time, every time. And that does not mean that you get a pass because so many people have bought your thing. You can choose no, to I not know. make I,
1: a superior product. I don't disagree with you, but I what I'm saying is from a business standpoint, we've shown developers that we're okay with that sort of shit. That we're okay we, with buying we keep, broken games. But this is yeah, me saying keep right keep now. Them.
0: This is me saying right now that I'm and I'm not okay with it. I'm not okay with this. Everybody on the internet who hates this game has voiced their opinion that they're not okay with. I'm this. not okay
2: with buying broken games. I expect when I buy a game that it might not be broken, and then I get, yeah, I get. This screwed. isn't
0: even. This isn't even broken though. This isn't broken. This is just no, this a is, bad video game. It, it, that is bad video game design that yes, is happening within this game.
1: I and my thing is, I want to understand why they made those decisions to do the things they did. Is it like to they keep, didn't play Destiny it, or the Division enough? <laughs> clearly, it, was it to keep people playing the game longer because you have to stay in menus longer to do all that shit, or like to just make their numbers go up? You know what I mean, like. That would be sweet if we could ever get an explanation like that. Maybe but.
2: they're still trying to figure out how to I use mean, that a, stupid crossbite thing, like, engine.
1: It, it's the same sort of thing where, like, they put in this grindy four-part quest at the ten-hour mark of the game, so that the people who bought the who premium, the ten, who, yeah. who bought the basic origin pass, have to buy the premium pass to continue with the game. Like this thing will take enough time to grind out the le- the last two hours of your of your ten-hour demo.
0: And and people people are skeptical about that but it's also something they did with mass effect andromeda too like you could play four hours of mass effect andromeda in their like 10 hour game preview or whatever it's like i'm not going to play six hours of mass effect multiplayer which is fine but right whatever. besides the point these are design flaws in this game and it makes the experience worse yes and and I think for somebody to say I would be disappointed if I spent fifty nine ninety nine on this is a totally valid opinion. Whether or not the feedback loop of oh we've gotten money for this game anyway, there are people that pay for Destiny a year out, and that's a vastly better experience than when you bought Destiny on day one. And the money that you get a year in is not condoning all of the mistakes that happened in year one. I like. I... There's, I think that's just a poor argument that allows the perpetuation of poor game design. Whereas these guys were like, hey, we're going to kill Destiny. And they did not choose to look at Destiny and learn from its mistakes. Like that's, that's what you do when you want to make a better product. I don't walk into making a car and being like, you know what? Volkswagen's doing pretty good. But I don't really care what they're doing. (laughs) No. You take their car. You tear it apart. You see what they're doing with it, where you can do things better. Like That's the whole point of this is like we want our game to be the best that it could be. And this game isn't there yet. And it might get there. And that will be a very cool game. That's that's
1: the thing, man. Uh, That's
0: what I'm afraid of. It's it's not going to get there.
1: With, With the bad reception that it's had. I I could see EA pulling the plug on the whole thing,
0: and that's possible. And that, and that terrifies me because
1: I like I want to know what this game becomes, much like I gave Destiny a chance to do that too. And I don't blame I am not blaming Bungie for the shortcomings of Destiny. I am blaming Activision for that. Uh, there is there is no bones about that. Everything wrong with Destiny was because of Activision, as far as I am concerned. <laughs> um,
0: Destiny One had a lot of problems without without like I guess that's still Activision. It was actually but like I don't know. there's a lot of good in Anthem. A lot of the lore is really cool. Yeah. But it's also kind of grimoire cards. And I (laughs) wish it was more in the game. And they haven't figured... Nobody nobody has still It is. You pick up a codex or whatever they're called
1: in there. It's still in the the, game for you to read. The main story is told properly through the game. And the other stuff extracurricular from the main story is told through the codex and the lore and everything. But that extracurricular stuff is so much cooler. Right, but the thing is and I I don't disagree with that, but it again, like in Destiny 1 they had the grimoire cards and the reason they did that is because they fucked up the whole story in (laughs) Destiny 1 and had to rewrite the whole fucking thing. Yeah. So they pulled everything out that they originally wanted and they made the the grimoire cards so people would actually have something to read about the story outside of the game because the game itself had no story, Mm -hmm. period. Then, because everyone was like, oh, we want the story in the game. So Destiny 2 came out and they put a bunch of fucking story in the game. And then what did everybody do? They were like, where's the fucking grimoire cards? We can't (laughs) read about the history of this shit. Well, and And then everybody was mad. So you get this damned if you do damned if you don't sort of situation. And this, I feel like Anthem actually does a better job of dealing with that because you're getting like you're getting the bulk of the legit main story is this pretty fucking epic sweet story. And then you get all the subsidiary extracurricular nonsense stuff that you don't necessarily need to know, but knowing it does make everything else a lot cooler, and it it makes you kind of go and investigate. I
2: enjoy the nonsense stuff, like walking around and having conversations with various characters and stuff, but that's because that's what Bioware does well, and they don't... I don't think they understand how to make a looter shooter kind of game, whatever you want to call it. That's the
0: thing. That's the nut that needs to be cracked is the like, I want to make this game with a compelling story because Destiny 2 was better, but it wasn't the best. And I think there's still room to figure out how to be like, all right, you want to learn what the hell the scar are like they they do this whole thing of like we're dropping you in you're this dude who's been on the job for two years or whatever I don't really know because my concept of time with this game is not anywhere near stable but like the idea that like you're supposed to know all of this stuff already means that we need to put all of this garbage into the cortex which is this game's grimoire in order to like have that explanation, explanation stuff there for you to learn more about it but like where's the world where it's like here, here are the scar. This is what they do. Like, there's this really cool thing with the scar where if you read the grimoire or the cortex, it's like the scar are these colonies of bugs that emulate life forms that they come into contact with. Oh, wow. They are not humanoids. It is thousands of little bugs that have made a human body. That work in concert to make a human body. That's really like cool. The Geth of Mass Effect. Yes. But you wouldn't know that if you didn't read the Cortex. Yeah, I didn't know that was part of this game. But <laughs> as they brought up on as they brought up on, on the Waypoint podcast, wouldn't it be sweet if like your stronghold mission was like a, oh, you know what? We found an ancient scar that looks like a gigantic dinosaur. And this is where we learn what the scar actually were. But maybe like, that's
1: what's coming with some of these later strongholds and things, is they will start explaining some of that stuff. Maybe. But the problem is, if the game's getting such a poor response, we may never get to see that. And that's what scares me if, about this. Because if, I actually do like playing this game, and I do like the story, and I want to see where it goes. But EA is not a company that gives games like this a second chance.
0: Yeah, not necessarily. There's definitely
2: something to worry about. Um, like Gladish said here, like Siege was broken. At the time, and three years in, it's more popular than it ever was because they actually gave it a chance. And but they but fixed Ubisoft the is the
1: kind of company that does. That. Yes, exactly. Whereas I, EA is
2: definitely not. Activision, I think, was to a point only if it was appeasing their shareholders, and now that's why Bungie is not part. But of them it's anymore. not
0: on. Uh, it's not on a community to find a game. It is on the game to foster a community. It's not we poor EA we need you to come and champion our game so we keep making it no that's bullshit like people need to have a game that feels great and that they want to champion it's not like a it should never be a if you want more of this put more money down on it it should just demand no, I, that I, I don't, of the audience right I, I agree with
1: that but I'm just saying like I don't think we're going to have that chance
0: we don't know that yet we don't know. I don't know what... They have this roadmap laid out. It looks really promising. There's probably... They they said there's new missions and strongholds and, and stuff coming with each month, pretty much. Which is how they want to get people like me, who only paid for one month of premiere. That's fine. But I think it's still on them if they made a game that doesn't live up to expectations. Right. Aside from, like, that initial trailer thing that I was talking about where they show you walking from Fort Tarsus to your javelin, getting in and flying out into the field. That is not this game. They didn't make that. And first trailers never really work out that way. I still want that game. It'd be sweet (laughs) if Anthem 2 was that If there was no
2: load screen between getting in your suit and going into...
0: If there weren't four load screens between getting a weapon and trying it out. Like... Yeah, I mean the
1: lack of an inventory accessible inventory system is definitely like bummer. I just
0: wonder if that's something
2: they can even fix at this point. And who knows and if they would. Right. Because I mean that definitely sucks some enjoyment out because I don't want to spend like like say I, I I play the game for a couple hours and I'm spending 10 minutes of that time or
0: something just in load screens. That's kind of bullshit. Yeah. Here's another here's something that Destiny 2 did great. All right. There are parts of the story where you get exotic weapons. That's awesome. But up until you finish the story of this game, the only reason that I got an epic weapon or whatever was because I started an Origin Premiere and they gave me one. But up until you get to level 30 or whatever and can do the Grandmaster missions and get Masterwork weapons, you only get the same four or five different weapons within a weapon category. And they're just more powerful with like slight perks to other yeah, weapons or I things mean, on your javelin. I do feel like the loot's not very exciting
2: compared to Destiny. Which
0: which is a big bummer to me, too. Like I, I wish there was this variety. There was this, like, oh, man, I want to try out this new assault rifle because it does things really differently. It's like, no, I've tried out the different assault rifles you can get, and I only like this one. So I'm only going to upgrade to that one I mean, when I get yeah. it. Yeah, it's a sci-fi game, so they really
2: don't have an excuse for like boring weapon design design like something like the division i mean it has to work within real world confines a bit so obviously and i don't expect
0: this game to be borderlands where it's like i have a gun that shoots guns and i have (laughs) a gun that you reload by throwing it at people like that's not what (laughs) i that's a real thing i don't know if there's a gun that shoots guns is there (laughs) yes really yes there's a gun that will shoot randomly generated guns that is amazing but anyway (laughs) like there's some sort of they're missing the opportunity to like show me what is cool about the game during the story. And if all of that is in the end game, that's sweet and it gives me something to do at the end of the game. But like, you got to give me that breadcrumb trail to actually get there, you know? Like, yeah. you got to show me what's coming. You got to give me that tease. But like, I've said a lot of negative about the game, but like, this is it has so much promise to it. It it can be so good, and I think if this game is given a year, it'll be fantastic when we get there. As long as they like make changes and they do things differently, who knows? Maybe even the quest that we get hung up on isn't necessarily going to be in the game a year from now. Yeah, I mean, like Destiny One got completely reworked, and and things true. like that. So these types of things can can change. But when there's so much that's wrong with the fact that you need to, like, hit four load screens to switch out a weapon, you're not going to make people want to play your game for a year.
2: Yeah. You know? I'm really just surprised they didn't learn as much as they could have from the other games that
0: I feel are in this category. That's the most disappointing thing about it. Like they had several years to learn and obviously game development is fucking hard it I just, get it it just yeah. makes
1: me think like what because you know they probably had some kind of like private alphas and stuff like that where like they
0: did and you know what there was a pilot progression level where you would get like enhancements to how long you could fly and like different things like that and they ripped it out of the game since October what wow the hell? that changed four months ago Four months ago, they pulled out the progression system, and now it's something that they're teasing for like later on. Mm. Cool. Well, maybe there was something about it that just wasn't working. But right. any- anyways, maybe like, they needed more time. What
2: to I was, was
1: going to get at was it, like how how were none of these things that we're talking about how, how have they not been addressed since then? Like, were or, or have they been addressed? And they just like the stuff that was before was even worse. Like, what the fuck was the game before they started changing
0: everything? Like that's. That's the thing. That's the problem. That's what people. are but disappointed I just, I just in. don't
1: want. I'm, I'm kind of just. I'm just tired, and I really just shouldn't watch YouTube reviews anymore you, you about should, games. You like, shouldn't ever go. Cause anyways, cause why don't you these, just read an article? They're, they're fucking awful. Like, and and the people who make these videos are the most terrible human beings in the world. <laughs> oh, like, they're just. Except for
0: the Midwest Game Nerds podcast yes. on YouTube, we're not so check making, that out. but we're not making that like
1: like I feel like we actually do a much better job of like critiquing a game from like a normal standpoint, whereas like these guys are just they're literally just like. The title of the video is "Anthem" is the worst game ever oh, created, and it's like you're a fucking moron. Like clearly, you're not playing the same game I'm it's, playing. Like, it's the
0: it's the people that are like, oh, people are hating on Anthem. I want to get those hate watch clicks. Let me put it out there and and get all the hits and monetize. Yeah, there are games that are far worse than Anthem,
2: definitely. You, there's definitely fun to be had here, still for sure. Uh, clearly, there's none of so these people have ever fixed. played
1: the Order 1886. Is all <laughs> I have to say. That is the worst fucking game I've ever played. It, it's pretty bad. It, it's it's, it's even worse than Rockstar's Oni that is came it, out on is PlayStation Two.
0: Is it worse than than ET for Atari though? E-
1: e- ET for Atari w- like you didn't even there's nothing to do in that game. So it, it, yeah, like this Order had like somewhat of a point and like ET you just got to be ET and it's like, b- 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 like between different like rooms. The Order They're,
2: had really good graphics.
1: That's all it had also going true. for it was good graphics.
0: ET had great graphics at the time.
1: At the time they were like <laughs> like revolutionary lifelike sure (laughs) I just I'm really just tired of of reviewers making me feel bad for liking a game that I like and I know like I really should should, I shouldn't let them do that sort of thing but they do and and it's because like I just I I don't know like I I really do feel like I'm playing a different game that they're from what they're they've played like that or I'm able to look at it from a different standpoint. And That's why well, we you, do
2: this podcast, so you can
0: propagate your own opinion you, of these things. You are able to look at it from a different standpoint, because there are people out there that want something different than you.
1: But it's those videos that, like, even though I have my opinion, it's it, they're the type of videos and people that would be like, well, your opinion,
0: though it is your opinion, is completely wrong. People are assholes, and people suck, and and the world is a terrible place. But you can still <laughs> like video games. You can like whatever video games you want. The Midwest Gamers <laughs> Podcast does condone the things that Alex Morrell says. Yeah, uh, you know,
2: it's been a really long, hard winter here in Michigan, so our positivity is a little low. No, our outlook I, is pretty bleak. I think those <laughs> things
0: all the time. It doesn't matter what season it is, but like it, like in general, people suck, and video games can be good. I just really hope we get a chance to see this game evolve
1: is what I'm hoping. I hope so too. And this like I evolve wasn't a very good game. No, It wasn't. I am not (laughs) disappointed with what I've purchased here. The money I've spent on this game. I'm, I am really enjoying it. It's clearly not going to be for everyone. It's barely for anyone at this point, but I think you're wrong about that. There's a lot of people
2: still playing this game and enjoying it. I think they're just not the, the vocal minority on YouTube that gets all the attention yeah I I don't know
1: I, I'm i enjoying it I hope other people can find things they like about it uh, it kind of makes me a little more pumped for the Division to see what that ends up being like for, for D2 but at the same time like I feel like once Division 2 comes out I'm not going to touch Anthem at all yeah and that sucks like it's only like a couple
2: weeks so here's
1: and then (laughs) then sekiro dies you know shadows die twice comes out and i don't i'm not going to touch
0: the division like there's like the problem is there's too many games here's what i here's what i'll say for 14.99 you can play this game for 30 days and if you like it you get 10 percent off in the origin store you're only paying five dollars for a month's worth of access I think that's a perfectly viable way to play this game right now. Yeah, for sure. But I think you can also wait and see what happens with
1: but it. But not everybody has that opportunity. That sort of opportunity isn't open to people who... On PlayStation. On, yeah, if you're yeah. on PlayStation. You can do that on Xbox mm-hmm. and you can do that on PC, but you can't do that on PlayStation. For, yeah.
0: And and so, obviously, advantage... Sell your PlayStation. Yes. Build a PC build because a PC. it's the best. Advantage to those two platforms because you can do that type of thing. And, and I think... For me personally, I don't regret spending the $15 to play this game regardless of whether or not I'd be talking about it here because I think eventually I will have $15 worth of enjoyment out of it. I have if enough you of a good time. like a dozen hours or something, you've gotten your money's worth in my opinion. Let's do a PSA here right now. If you don't know what the combo system is in this game, you should go look it up because there are certain skills that will prime things for a combo and then detonators that will set them off. I've noticed it say combo once in a
2: while, but I don't know what primes things and what so sets them that's,
1: off. That's where the teamwork part comes in with like playing with other people. is okay. like like Because cool. I needed to have combos. I mean,
2: th- that makes sense to me because Mass Effect, like you could set your own combos up with your party.
1: And certain characters are better priming a combo than they are detonating them and vice like versa. probably the so, biotic guy oh, well like alex had his whole alex's whole setup was geared towards like priming things and then mine was geared towards detonating so
0: so well and that because john was like this is one of the things i need to finish to, to finish this quest so i was like all right i'm going to prime things for you you need to deton- detonate in order to get the actual combo marker mm. and then that way i was able to just hit a bunch of guys with this with this primer, and then he could come in and throw his grenade, which would detonate it. And the things that prime and detonate for each class are very different. Hmm. So, and you can also prime and detonate for yourself, too, which is also cool. Yeah. Depending on what skills you have. But, like, none of this is it's explained, not explained in, in the game, game so anywhere. Nobody
1: knows how to do it, which is a bummer. I mean, I feel like
0: the intro level, they
1: could have done a better job of explaining priming and detonating in that sequence specifically, yeah. um, but they didn't for whatever reason uh other than that though i'm kind of i wish armor had an effect like the different armor had an effect on your stats Mm. i wish there was more of an inventory system like inventory management is kind of fun for me um like my main gripe is with the menu system in general the menu system is pretty shitty the menu the menus in the loading screen whole that the whole process is so convoluted and garbage that like it, it can be it's it's very frustrating until you just find a gun that you really fucking like and you're just going to use that one constantly even though it may be slightly underpowered it doesn't matter you're still going to use it until you find the same gun that is powered up to that point yeah um i found one of my abilities for my ranger is so fucking overpowered it's <laughs> ridiculous it just fucking melts enemies and it's awesome it's literally a laser beam that I shoot out of my arm, and it melts them. Oh, I thought you were gonna say eyes. <coughs> Damn. Excuse me. That'd I be keep more fun. Burping up my brunch, and it's just like <laughs> Ew. onions and peppers. Oh my! Uh, anyways, <clears throat> but to kind of go back, uh, we did get a copy of the soundtrack with our Origin Premium yeah. oh, Access, cool. and for
0: some reason, that's a gigabyte. I don't know. High quality audio, Apparently, I guess yeah. FLAC, like better, better than CD yeah. quality. I'll put it on my Neil Young Pono player or whatever the <laughs> hell that was. Uh,
1: the music's fantastic. It's pretty epic. There, You can get into some pretty awesome firefights. The story
0: at the point that we're at is really starting to open up, and I like it. And uh, uh, like Anybody who loves Bioware Mass Effect 2, this isn't that. It's not there yet, but I can see it getting there. Like That game is gold standard. This is what a video game story is getting through loyalty missions with all the different people in that game and in the end being like, we will die for you, Shepard. is fantastic. Goosebumps. They do if you fuck up. Yeah. But I didn't fuck up because I'm awesome. But... by the end of it like we're just like two-thirds into this game i'm getting to the point where i'm like okay i know who these people are i can get more like i'm starting to understand more about their past relationships and that's all on you going through the city and talking to people in between missions and things like that and it's there it's there it definitely helps
2: make the game feel more the game world feel more alive yes because it doesn't feel very alive when you're out in the world which is weird yeah like first i don't know for some reason it just doesn't feel like a real world to me but at the
0: same time i like the fact that like they changed the way it was like people people fort tarsus is weird because it's ripe for being a social space but they they consciously chose to make it so that you're the only one in there which also kind of makes you feel special as you walk through yeah like it gives you that. yeah you don't have somebody running up to your quest giver and like tea bagging like because that's me and destiny and, <laughs> and then like and, and you walk up to siege. get your quest and you're trying to have a serious conversation but there's some dude that's like standing in between yeah. both of you and like bra- like none of that happens which i think is a really cool and awesome choice and i think that's awesome but at the same time it could have been more seamless I don't know why you can't can you just walk from Tarsus into the social space because I know you can do mm, vice versa I think I think there might be a screen. door but yeah there's a loading screen because okay. that would have been cool to like it, and we'll see what they change in it but all in all there's a lot of good that could come out of this game and I just don't know that it's worth fifty nine ninety nine right now as we speak right yeah so. okay anyways do you feel good about our discussion John I just feel I'm I feel defeated <laughs> <laughs> so yes it, I don't like I didn't mean to defeat you with like I, the thing that is I, like
1: I, I really wanted to rally for this game like like I did for fallout 76 and I still stand by everything I said about fallout 76
0: but I uh I don't know man like I just this game is way more deserving of it than fallout 76 is in my opinion in my opinion. I but for some reason I'm finding it harder to rally for this. Deserving of criticism or praise. Des, deserving rally. deserving of a rally. Oh, like uh, yeah, I think okay. this game will amount to be more than Fallout 76 ever does. Yeah, I don't think they'll oh, ever yeah, figure out how to as, fix that game.
1: Seeing as they like Amazon's already putting up the next Fallout stuff on
0: <laughs> uh, in listings
1: as of today, so
0: <laughs> it's like it, it's and and I don't like
1: I don't know Fallout seventy seven next fall I
0: think this game will find an audience and I hope that it is big enough for EA to want to continue with it I yeah, I just don't I don't know man like these guys aren't out there looking at uh, Joe EA at the top of EA isn't pulling up YouTube and be like why is Markiplier shitting on our game he doesn't care about that this, he never this, will. In but three weeks, Anthem's going
1: to be fifty percent off. I'm, I'm making. I'm making this. <laughs> in three weeks, this game will be fifty percent off, and by the end of the year, Bioware will have been mostly laid off. <laughs>
0: well, from EA. EA is going to wipe them out. That's possible, but EA doesn't. EA's got Apex Legends. That's the only good thing they have going for them. And right that has now. nothing to do with Bioware. It has nothing to do with Bioware. Yeah, Battlefield Five is really good. Uh, is it though? Yeah, and they're going to talk about an unfinished Online. game that they're selling for sixty bucks. Battlefield Five is a pretty good comparison. <laughs> they're going to they're going to have a they're going to have a battle royale in that too. When March soon? <laughs> okay, <laughs> but like I think EA could could stand to learn that they could invest into something and make it better, and they did it with Battlefront, and and people have already mentioned on all the podcasts that I listen to on Giant Bomb on Waypoint. But the idea that like maybe they were forced into giving that one room because it's a commitment with Disney. Like, it is an actual licensing maybe. situation.
2: And th- it's the only Star Wars game they have that hasn't been canceled. Yeah, but maybe,
0: maybe it will have taught them something about putting a little bit more work into their game and making it better over time. Like, I think... I hope they calculated going into this, like... This game will develop over time I think that's why they started Pushing
2: The uh, Origin Premiere stuff Probably because they knew that They might not get the sales figures They wanted right away on games like This or Battlefield And that's why they include them in that And when they're like another way
0: to get people's money, it worked for me. I was like, oh, that seems like a good deal. The March update for Anthem has all this sweet shit in it. Guess what? It's a week after your renew date. Yeah. People like me are going to be like, "Fuck," should I do it or not? And maybe more people will. Maybe more people won't. Like (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) it's yeah, there's a (laughs) there's a lot of interesting stuff (laughs) that that can come out of this and and I hope that it ends up good for everybody. And yep. we'll see. We shall see. We will talk about this game more this year. Yeah, I
2: don't
1: doubt it. It's not going to go away right away. No. Also, I'm really mad about the Division 2 because I pre-ordered it <laughs> and didn't get two free fucking games out of it. Two free games? Yeah. Don't you pre-order it now and you get Far Cry Primal and Oh, no, no, else? no, no, no. You get to choose between. You get between, to choose one. I think you, you, you to can choose.
2: still do that somehow. You,
0: no, he can't. Oh, I'm sorry. You get I to choose... Get
1: I did get Assassin's Creed Odyssey for free
0: from Google. Thanks, Google. You get to choose between Far Cry Five, Ghost Recon Wildlands, and Primal. I thought right. Oh, excuse me, Far Cry Primal, Ghost Recon Wildlands, and And Watch Dogs Two. Watch Dogs Two. Those are the three that you get to choose from. I would Wildlands all day. You don't. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna pick. But if uh, I do that, you also didn't get into the like technical test thing that I did. No, that's and fucking bullshit. I pre-ordered that shit straight. I bought the
1: expensive one too, <laughs> not the hundred twenty dollar one that or the two hundred dollar. The hundred dollar one, one. There's, I bought the hundred dollar version, but I did not buy the one that comes with like a figure. Like I, sh- I now that I'm thinking about, it, I probably kind of sh- I should have done that because I want the figure because it's kind of cool looking. I mean, but I wanted
2: the game. <clears throat> I mean, I wanted a little less since I played the beta because the PC menus are atrocious. I'm sure the mouse and keyboard will be yeah. fixed. Yeah, I mean, I could just use a controller and it'd still it's, be better than the console version. That's
1: those. It's a controller game, anyways, man. And, I will be- and John,
2: after my Anthem experience, playing not playing with John, I, I'm thinking like, well, is he going to do that with the Division too? Because <laughs> I really don't want to play the Division uh, by myself.
0: Another point of order: mouse and keyboard and Anthem feel a lot better than they did even in the demo. Oh, yeah. Way better. Like, that's all I use, and I'm fine with it now. Yeah, it feels good, and I like flying around and and chaining between bodies of water to make sure that I don't overheat. I just like like the the, the
1: controller controls just feel tighter for all of that, though, because I feel like like having to boost with shift or whatever to get off the ground and everything is a pain in the ass when I can just punch thumbsticks.
0: I find myself pressing shift for weird reasons i don't even like i'm pressing a lot of shift it hasn't shoot faster (laughs) hasn't (laughs) hasn't popped up the sticky keys button or box that comes up or whatever but like uh i think there are things like it probably does work better overall with the with the controller and i'll probably have to try that out but yeah it still feels much better on mouse and keyboard than it used to which is good cool
1: cool uh, if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show check out com slash links the Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon the Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network you can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon as always we do appreciate your feedback which you can send to midwestgamerners at com. and don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher Uh, thanks again to Gladish Alan and Jason K for their feedback that they sent in and thanks again to Jason K and Gojo for their contributions to our Patreon account do appreciate that in the next two weeks uh, I'm trying to think of what all happens Rainbow Six year four starts Um, Nick had a request that we do a state of the game for Rainbow Six which I think is actually pretty awesome idea Uh, and Fuzzy Bojangles Josh I feel like coming on that we should do it we should do like a this should be like a bonus it maybe, could be a bonus episode. We'll figure, I still, we'll I would like out. to do it though because yeah, it's something we, like we never. Reviewed. I mean, we could
2: always do it over Discord too. Yeah,
0: so I'd like to do that. We um, didn't talk about Crackdown three at all, but we can confirm that. <laughs> I it forgot is, I played that. Yeah, we can confirm that it actually is a video game. It's real after the five minute cutscene yeah. at the beginning because I still thought it could have been a movie,
2: but. I I think I would have preferred it be a movie because once I started playing it, it's when I
0: lost interest. It doesn't
1: really feel that good. No, it doesn't look very good either. We'll talk
0: more about it next time, maybe. Probably
1: not. Anyways, we'll figure out what we're doing next time and maybe we'll make an announcement on our Twitch while we're streaming awesome video games. So be sure to check that out. Again, uh, thanks to Twitch for making us affiliates. I dig that. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. And uh, thanks to our new friends that we've made, like Scooter08. And uh, the other guy that jumped in for a second, uh, what was his name? Something weird. Nostradamus? Uh, thanks for Nostradamus. He's, he's been around for a little minute now, for a minute. Uh, cool. a uh, Oh, Gro- uh, Gron- Gronabar. That also That's added too dark or, for me to read. Or, or wrote in on us here. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, anyways, we will uh, let you guys know what we're talking about next time via social media, most likely. So thanks again for joining us this time. And we'll talk to you then. Peace.